Radio. Today's gospel is one of the keys of the gospel. The greatest commandment there is. The Jews would pronounce these words called the Shema. Shema being Hebrew for listen, hear. Shema Israel. They would repeat it every day, every morning, every night, a bit like our, our Father. They were very familiar with it. It was given to them, as we heard in the first reading in Deuteronomy, when, Jesus, when God gave them the Ten Commandments in the desert and gave them so many laws. He gave them this is the key and the central law. And if we were in, a, in, in any doubt at all, today's scribe asked Jesus Christ, which is the greatest? And our Lord re the fact that this is the greatest. Love God, the one God with all your heart and your neighbour as yourself. And so we know it's so important. In fact, in essence, ultimately, it's the only thing we ever need. Our own St Augustine said, love and do what you will. Because if you love, whatever you do will be right. However, we do have more than just this law. God gave us many other laws. He gave us much more in Scripture as well. If the Bible is not just this passage. Why? Just recently a, a man came to me after having read this passage and said, this rule of law of love, the greatest law, does that mean we shouldn't discipline our children? Then he thought about it for a bit and thought, well, no, disciplining our children is an act of love. Another time a grandmother came to me after Mass, after hearing this Gospel, and said, "Love to say love is all well enough, but our young people, they go around sleeping around all over the place and they say that's love. They're confused to what love truly is. And so it is. For St Augustine, for the scribe of today's Gospel, who was close to the Kingdom of Heaven, for our first parents, before the fall, the law you see was written on our hearts. And our conscience knew what was right and what was wrong. Our conscience knew what love truly meant. And so we could love and do what we will. But since the fall, what is written on our hearts, our conscience has been dulled. And it's hard to see what's written there. So God in his great mercy gave us the details of the law to help us to remember. When did he give the Israelites these laws particularly? Because he had already called Abraham and his chosen people. He gave it to them after he pulled them out of Egypt. Remember, they'd been in Egypt for three or four hundred years. And over those many generations, they had forgotten God and forgotten a lot of his commandments. The Egyptians were polytheists. They, were, they even worshipped the Pharaoh. And many other things against God's commandments. So when God pulled them out, he had to reteach the law that they could no longer remember that was written on their hearts and gave them all the laws. And he had to keep telling them again and again and again, like we sometimes have to tell our children again and again and again. We just need repetition. And so God, he kept telling us the law throughout the many centuries, the 1,300 centuries to the coming of Jesus Christ. And yet still, Israel had not yet worked out fully what the law meant. And Jesus came because of that to set us free, to give us the Holy Spirit so that we could be free from the law, as St. Paul says. What does freedom from the law mean? Example, the law, you shall not murder. If you have no desire to murder, you're free from that law. You don't go around saying, oh, I wish I could murder people. You don't even care. You don't have no desire to murder anyone. That is freedom from that law because you know love means don't kill people. 
Have a, just say, you have trouble with your anger. And I like to inflict my anger on people. I need that law to say, do not inflict your anger on people, which comes from the law, do not murder. It's just more specific. I need that because I don't know, written on my heart, do not inflict your anger on people. I've forgotten it. And I can come to the point, I say, no, the law's wrong. I can say, no, I'm wrong. And I will try and change. And with the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can change, we can transform. But we live in a very difficult age because we live in such a secular society. We are, in a way, in our own Egypt. And we are influenced by our society, especially us younger ones who have grown up in the decreasingly, the increasingly decreasing society. We live in a world that war is not uncommon. Even genocide is happening this very day. Slavery was a thing of the past? Uh-uh. It's only on the rise. Even sex slaves. Brothels. Pornography is one of the biggest industries, if not the biggest industry there is. Multi-billions of dollars. And if there's not murder and war overseas, the refugees from these wars, how many countries who could accept them don't accept them? And yes, it's not easy, but we can work out ways, surely. And if there's not murder there, we murder our own people. We want to euthanise our old people. We're aboard our very children in the womb. In Australia alone, there are 100,000 surgical abortions every year. In America, 42 million and that's only the surgical ones. Every year. We're so full of our own greed and selfishness. Our society says that so much of this, oh, that's just normal. This is how we should be. Mixed relationships, sleeping around wherever, or open marriages. Or don't even worry about getting married. Children don't need a stable family. Or a huge one in today's Western world, or even all over the world, contraception. And by the way, most hormonal contraceptions and all IUDs are abortifacient. It means the ones, the eggs that they don't stop being fertilised, they kill them afterwards. They can't implant in the womb. That's the ones above the 100,000 per year. Homosexuality. That's okay. You just do whatever you feel like doing. No thought of the ramifications for others. And one of the greatest ones in our society, intolerance. And yet they claim to be tolerant. This is only a veneer of tolerance, a pretense. Because they're only tolerant of people who agree with them. And if you disagree, you shut up and you can't say a thing. This isn't tolerance. But as Christians, we're called to true tolerance, which is loving everybody. And yes, hating what is wrong and hating if someone does something wrong but loving them anyway and in fact hating what they do wrong because we love them. But we do it with charity and gentleness and love. This is true tolerance. Being able to listen to the other person's point of view even when we don't agree. And how many other gods do we have in our society? Australia, sport's a big one. Money, 
comfort, whatever it is. What's our false God? What comes between us and going to Mass every Sunday? What comes between us and, and God in whatever aspect of our lives? That's our false gods. That's our pharaohs. This is all pretty dismal. It sounds bad, doesn't it? One of the other hard ones is speaking the truth. And I assure you it's not easy to say for any priest to speak the truth. Yet speaking truth is love. And it must be done. Because Jesus Christ called us Christians to be a light in the world. To help us and the whole world come to see this law of love that is written on our hearts. The ones that sometimes we can't see very well or read very well. And so he gave us the fullness of the law. And if we don't live any different to the society around us because it's easier, then we're not really Christians. We're just Christians by name. Not by fact, not by deed, and certainly not by love. We must be different. We must live lives of love. The fullness of love. And day by day, when, if ever we find ourselves come up against a law and a law that we're not free of, it's going to be hard. And we're going to want to say, no, I'm not just going to ignore that law and keep on living the way I am now. Because changing is difficult if ever we come up against a law that we're not living. But this is not the way of love. This is not what Jesus is calling us to. So rather than saying the law is wrong, that God is wrong, let's repent and say, okay, God, we are wrong but you're going to have to help me to change. Let's turn to him, ask his grace. Where in my life am I not doing God's will? Where in my life am I doing my will? Where in my life am I not living that law of love written on my heart? Where in my life can I not see it? Where am I blind? And then as the Holy Spirit starts to reveal this law of love written on our hearts to us, we'll be more and more free from the law. We'll be like the scribe in today's gospel who knows what's most important. We'll be like our first parents and live in complete freedom, walking with God. We'll be like St. Augustine and we will be able to love and do whatever we will. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.